It is January 14th, 2020. This is episode 17 of Richard Tell Talk. I am your host, David Newton. In this episode today, we're going to talk about different news and updates from all the hydroplane camps around the area, around the country, and see what they've been up to this offseason. It's been a few months since we've seen the boats on the water, and I'm excited to talk about what's going on with the sport. But before I begin, I want to apologize to the fans out there for the gap I've had in the podcast episodes. I've taken some time off, um, not because I've, I've wanted to, but life gets in the way sometimes. It's been a couple months since I've had a podcast out there. Uh, it is a slow season, but I've been distracted with my life, my family. I've got a four-year-old at home. I'm back in, into teaching full-time. Uh, I've been racing RC cars, and I've also been coaching basketball. So it's been I've been pretty busy, enjoying life. Uh, it gets busy sometimes, but but I still aim to get this podcast out and keep up the chatter about hydroplanes. I'm hoping you're enjoying it, and as long as you're enjoying it, I'll keep doing it. Now, sit back, relax, and welcome to Rooster Tail Talk. Well, it's a silly season right now. It's off-season for hydroplane racing. We haven't had a race since September, October. Haven't seen boats on the water for a while. And I know we're looking forward to seeing the season start again. And with all racing teams, off-season presents a lot of work, a lot of challenges for the teams. They want to repair all the damages they've gotten in the off-season. They want to make changes, and they want to they want to go faster next, next year, right? It is 2020 now, uh, still months away from our first race. But I'm still excited. I want to talk about what's going on with the different teams. I've reached out to several organizations to hear what they're up to right now. And I've also seen some, some chatter on the different forums uh, and updates from the teams. So I want to share some information with you, with you all out there in Hydroland. But before I do, I want to say I'm not here to spread rumors. I'm not here to, to make stuff up. I know some people out there in the Hydro world like to do that and like to kind of start um, accusations or rumors with different things. I'm not here about here for that. I just want to share what I've heard that's I validate to be true. So, with that said, um, there is a little bit of news from the Home Street Camp. Uh, Home Street Bank will return as a sponsor this year. There was some question, I think, at the end of last year, last season, if they would return it for another year or not. Um, this will be their fifth consecutive year sponsoring a hydroplane. Uh, really excited to hear that Home Street Bank will be back. Uh, great. Great sponsor for the sport, great advocate for the sport. They've done a lot <clears throat> the last four years, and I look forward to seeing what they'll do this year. Uh, they announced on November 16th last year that they're going to continue to sponsor. Um, they'll have their main boat uh, together. In talking with Jimmy Gilbert, one of the crew members, um, they said, or he told me that not too much being done right now on the boat. There's you know a little bit here and there they're working on. Uh, every other weekend, um, so it's not uh, too much of a thrash for next year. I think they've left the boat in pretty good shape, so that hopefully means a good thing, you know, that they'll be ready to go for next year. Um, with their backup boat, their older hull, the 2007 hull, um, they're kind of talking about what to do with that. There is talk about maybe replacing the left sponson. I think that's uh, had some previous damages on there <clears throat> from from race seasons past. It, it finished that out the year strong in San Diego, but I know it's an older hull. It's what, 13 years old now. So there's some, some work to be done on that. The team is talking about what they're going to do with it. 
and uh, how to move forward with it for the next season because they do have a sponsor. Uh, they don't have Alberto back for next year as a sponsor, but they will have John Goodman in, uh, as their title sponsor. I'm not sure if that means they'll be for the full season for all, at all the races or maybe just the West Coast. But um, they do have a sponsor, so they will be uh, racing the second boat the next year. And for those of you who don't know, John Goodman, he's a um, Seattle area, uh, native, Seattle, uh, lives over here in the Seattle area, uh, multimillionaire. Uh, he's a car racer, uh, classic car collector, car enthusiast. He's a Seattle real, uh, area realtor. Well, he actually owns the 1982 Atlas Van Lines. There's many people that made it that, that restoration happen, but he's the, the, the financial back on that. So he owns the boat and he, he made a lot of the, the stuff happen to make uh, that be restored and continue to run, uh, thanks to him. Yeah, he owns a boat, but it is stored at the museum, so everyone can enjoy it. And as John Goodman is sponsoring it, I'm not sure uh, which what his company will, will title that haul. Um, there'll be an announcement coming out soon, I'm sure, to see what the name um, for that 2007 haul will be uh, with John Goodman's sponsor. So, meet Goodman Express, I don't know what sounds good. Goodman Racing, we'll see. We'll see what will be on the boat. And this last year, I know Jeff Bernard was a driver. They haven't announced if he'll continue to drive for the team or if they'll bring in somebody else. Uh, but I know John Goodman has a lot of knowledge of the sport and he'll they'll make a best decision on how to move forward with that. I'm guessing they'll keep Jeff Bernard because he, he got some good seat time in the boat last year and they'll probably want to continue with someone that is familiar with the hole. And other news from that camp is that, that there's not too much going on at the shop right now. The Hanson Brothers, they're, they're busy working on Steve Hayden's uh, a rebuild project. It's in the Tukwila area. Um, so they're they're busy with that. They're not too much down at the shop, but it sounds like at least their number one boat's uh, pretty much ready for the next year. So that's good to hear. So I look forward to seeing good things out of that camp, and and I hope that they're they're on progress, and we'll see them ready to go for. Oh, I'm sure we'll see them ready to go for the season opener and and the or in the spring test session over in Tri Cities in April. Looking elsewhere on the forums, Henderson Hydroplanes has done a great job of updating us with projects. He's working on Bert Henderson. He's got a shop up there in Canada, and he's—I know he works on many boats at a time, but he has up there right now the U7 T5 hull, and that's uh, right side up in his shop. And they're doing a lot of work to it. It's uh, let's see the T5 hull that was built in the mid '90s, so it's been around for a long time and gone through many, many rebuilds. And he's really trying to make it fresh for this next year. See what they can get out of that hull. They've taken the decks off of it. They've done a lot of work, it looks like. A lot of work to um, clean up the frames. Um, they've taken out some corrosion in a few spots. They're trying, and they've been getting uh, new decks built for it and being replaced. Uh, early December, it looks like they, they were going through all the frames and getting everything really squared up true. Uh, in late December, just last month, they were installing uh, the deck pieces and working a little bit more on some angle shims that match the deck, the rear deck angle uh, where it kind of does that teardrop in the back. So they've been really trying to make it stronger, I think, uh, and bring it back to what it was looking like a few years, few years back. Uh, there's also a lot of work going on with the T3 hull. Um, now, it's, though, Dave Bartish owns both of those hulls. He actually owns quite a few of them. He probably has... Uh, well, I can't count all he's got right now, but 
he he has a T3, and they were trying to get that ready to go last summer. Um, and there was some talk about that happening, but it there was too much work to be done, not enough uh, labor to get it, that done. And right now, they're they're working hard. They're trying to get that ready as well. Um, I don't believe that's at Henderson's shop. I believe that's in Detroit, Bart's shop. And they're they're trying to do their work to get that ready for next year. And there's a lot of talk that they'll have both boats out there. And I, I believe uh, when the season ended, Henderson told me that they're going to get the, the T3 and the T5 together, varnishes, and they also have that U2 Trend West Hull that they're they're really excited about to run as well. So their goal is to get three boats close to being ready and then figure out which, which two they wanted to put the gear in and come out and race. So it'll be interesting to see which two they choose. I think we'll probably most likely see the T3 and T5 hulls. Those are tried and true holes and uh, we'll probably see that out for this next year and I'm excited to see uh, what both drivers do with it there I know Bert Henderson is a, is a great driver and Bert and his friend um, Patrick Hayworth there he's a phenomenal driver uh, done a lot of great things in the Grand Prix classes out there on the East Coast and it'll be fun to see what they can do next year with it but they're they're definitely busy and they're they're eager to get on the water this year um, also around the, on the camps, uh, U3, uh, the Go3 racing team, they've been pretty quiet on online, but uh, they're, they had a little chatter on December 6th, or December 26th, and they're, 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 they're working on their Allison engine program. They had several engines uh, dissembled. Um, they, they're going through all the motors that were ran this last summer. Um, they're <clears throat> going through it front to back and, and everywhere they can to make sure that their, their motors are strong um, for this, this upcoming season. No word on how many races they're going to attend. Um, last few years it's been just Tri-Cities. I kind of expect that we'll just see them the one appearance. So, Well, I know they're going to have their Allison engine program up and running, but it, those motors take a lot of maintenance, a lot of time. So they're, they're, they're making sure that they're ahead of their game and, and they, they have their program down for that. Um, other camps have been relatively quiet. Um, I reached out to the Graham Trucking Organization, got in touch with, I got in touch with their social media expert, and they've been just doing basic housekeeping things on their boats. They're just making sure the programs, uh, everything's clean after running that out of that salt water, and they're having everything together for next season. Um, th this doesn't sound like they're doing a big major rebuild on anything, so they must have finished the season strong on a good note uh, with all their equipment. So that's good to hear that they'll they'll be ready to go for next year. Uh, the big biggest news uh, out of all the camps probably is a driver change is going to be happening for the Go Fast Turn Left racing team. Back on November 21st, Brian Perkins made an announcement that he would be uh, leaving the organization um, for the 2020 racing season. It says here, as 2019 comes to a close and we begin the 2020 race season, I would like to, to take time to thank the O'Farrell family and Go Fast Turn Racing for wonderful years of racing. I will not be driving for the 2020 race season. However, I still have plans to be involved with the sport. See everybody in 2020. And in talking with him, he, he does plan to go back to the driver's seat. He's not sure where, when or where that will happen. I'm hoping that will happen sooner than later. I know Brian's a great driver and is a value for, for our sport. Uh, go Faster and Left has not announced a replacement driver for their team. Um, this past summer, I believe Kevin Ekrit was um, seen to be close with the team, doing some 
some work with their hulls. And there was some rumors going around that he might run at Seafair, uh, one of their hulls. Didn't happen. My money would, would go uh, to be that he'll be um, stepping in to replace Brian for the driver's seat. Um, not sure any other drivers out there that would be uh, considered to replace for Brian, but I believe Kevin will have the uh, fast track uh, to replace him in the seat. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any other news or rumors uh, to spread about the racing teams. There's nothing else um, at this time. They're, a lot of the camps are pretty quiet. I think they're just waiting to get closer to the racing season before they get moving with too much else. Maybe, hopefully, in the next couple of months, we'll hear some sponsorship news, and maybe some driver changes news, um, and and some more things to be excited for for this upcoming season. I do have a couple more things I want to talk about. Um, there is a, uh, a great race um, announcement I want to talk about. Not for H1, but it is great for the hydroplane, uh, for, for hydroplane racing. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about um, the leadership of H1. On December 13th, it was announced by multiple sources that Executive Director Ron Perry and his wife, Christine, were stepping down or at least no longer in these position leadership roles with with H1 Unlimited. Um, they were both hired on May 1st of 2019 to take the sport in, into the 21st century after a year of being under interim leadership. Perry had a great uh, vision to both boost the sport. He had previous experience with H1. I know he had experience with the National Guard um, sponsorships that was with H1 a few years back. So it's it's sad to see him leave um, after only a year uh, with a lot of promise or with a lot of hope that he was going to, to give the sport. It's kind of sad to see once again, there's no no official leadership for H1. Um, I haven't seen another press release since then. The only other thing it says here is Tim Austin the chairman of board of directors appears to be handling the day-to-day -day operations for H1, but they do not have an, a new executive director um, in mind. Um, it's been a month since that release. I'm hoping that they probably, I'm sure they have some ideas of who's going to be running it, but there's been nothing released yet. And this is kind of a, some crucial months here. We're in January. We still have a few months before the season starts. There's been talk about getting new race sites um, for the tour. Uh, I know last year Detroit was dropped, and that's really sad to see. There was a lot of hope that this year that would get put back on the schedule, maybe even adding races um, in Texas or maybe back to Evansville. And there's been very little chatter on that, so it's it's sad to hear. I'm hoping that we'll hear something soon from the organization that, we can, that would be promising for this season. Now I'd love to see maybe someone like Steve David come back into it, who has a lot of leadership qualities and a lot of knowledge of the sport. Uh, but for now, uh, we can hope. Um, I don't know. Who, who do you think would be a good leader for the sport? Maybe if you uh, have a dream of someone being a great leader for the sport, maybe uh, write, me, write me in. See, I want to hear what you think. Send me an email at richertailtalk at gmail.com or maybe on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Post on there and tell me who you think would be a great leader for the sport. Because right now we need a great leader to push it, to push the sport into 2020 and and bring bring the sport back to to more of its glory days. We really need to have more races out there, more publicity, more more of appearance for of the sport because it it is a great sport and it doesn't have to die. It doesn't have to go further into darkness.
I, uh, there's a lot of a lot of things the sport can contribute, and uh, I want to see it get back to there. So who do you tell me who you think would be a great leader for the sport, and maybe we can continue that chatter. Before we go, I want to talk about one last story that happened occurred last week. That's really exciting for the world of hydroplane racing. It was announced with a press conference, which was streamed online. It was pretty fun to see that. Uh, I would try and get over to see that, watch that little bit live while I was at work. But it was announced that uh, after 40 years of absence, hydroplane racing will again return to Owensboro, Kentucky. Now they're going to have a race this summer for the Grand Prix class. And it's, that's really exciting to hear because that's more growth for hydroplane racing. Uh, Grand Prix class seems to be under some great leadership. Uh, they've had some uh, big announcements this, this fall, this, uh, this last year. Um, additional races, racing teams, um, some additional safety concerns uh, being addressed. And they seem to be, in, um, I think, in a good spot. Uh, on January 8th, it was released, um, there was a press release. The city officials, well, they announced that it's going to be a three-day three -day riverfront festival. And it's going to be called the 2020 Owensboro Hydro Fair, presented by Joe Holmes. And it's scheduled for August 14th through the 16th. And it's also going to include six additional smaller class power boats, in addition to the Grand Prix American Hydroplanes. And they're guaranteeing, I believe, eight uh, Grand Prix Hydroplanes will be in attendance. Uh, possibility of seeing ten Hydroplanes there, uh, with addition to the six classes. So there's, there's going to be a lot of racing for those three days. And I believe this is going to be... a a well-run event. Now, City of Owensboro Public Events Director Tim Ross, he was quoted in saying that they're, we're excited to bring this event to the Owensboro Riverfront. Owensboro has a rich history of hydroplane racing dating back to the 1960s. He continued, it will be thrilling for fans from throughout the region to return to the riverfront to see and hear the incredible action from these state-of-the-art race boats. Now, there is, there is a legacy of racing in Owensboro. They raced there in the 60s all the way up to 1978, uh, as it said in the article and in the press release that they've, it's been 40 years without racing. Uh, they um, are coming back, and they're, they're coming back in a big way. They're looking to make this a pretty big event, and to not just be a one-off event, but an annual tradition uh, being brought back to Owensboro. And the city of Owensboro, they're partnering in doing so, and to make this happen, they're partnering with American Hydroplane Events. Now this is an organization that's based out of Evansville, Indiana. They're pushing hard to make this event happen. And I think with the success this race is gonna have, they're gonna, we're gonna see uh, another return possibly to Evansville. And I think that the, the Grand Prix class is gonna, is a great class to make this happen. Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. They have the noise, they have the speed, they have everything we want for a Hydroplane race. And I just think this is fabulous for hydroplanes because it's an addition um, for the sport. They really look professional in their press conference. They had a nice scenic overlook of the river with um, several hydroplanes on tilt. Um, with the, Talking to the mayor, they had city officials, uh, leaders from the, the American Hydroplane event uh, there on hand. And they were talking about the event. It sounds like it's going to be a good show they're going to put on. And it's great to see a city back this. Several years ago, Owensboro, they completed a $69 million riverfront redevelopment. Um, and so they worked hard to make uh, to make this happen. I mean, they, they put a lot of money in because they know, the city knows they can appreciate um, having the hydroplanes return and what it's going to mean to the city because they're going to essentially 
um, I think they're going to bring some fans in. They're going to help grow the sport, and they're going to help. That's going to help with their the fan base going to the races. That's going to help their their tourism, right? That's going to help bring money into the city. I'm excited to see a race be added to the Grand Prix schedule. Um, that's great for the sport to see more races. That's what we need. Uh, the fans need more races, more racing events. Uh, and it's going to be, I know there's a fan base in Owensboro. Uh, we have a few fans out there listening to the podcast. So I thank you for listening to us. And I'm excited for, for you guys and gals because you're going to have a race in your hometown. And that's something you should have had for a long time now. H1 may not be there, but it'll be, it's, it's going to be fun to see the Grand Prix down there on the water. It's going to be a great event. It'll be exciting to see where the Grand Prix class goes because it, they seem to have some strong leadership that's brought some some good things uh, their way. They've got more races now. They've had several press conferences and announcements this off season, and it sounds like they're they're going in the right direction. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our seventeenth episode. I want to thank all the media outlets who are keeping our fans updated with Hydroplane News this off season. So far, Hydro News has done a fantastic job of keeping the chatter going and getting true news and updates out to the fan base. If you haven't checked them out, please go over to Facebook and subscribe to them. They've got some great news and they do a great job of keeping our, our Hydra fans updated. But please make sure you come back next week and check for our new episode, which will be released Tuesday, January 21st at 5 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, as well as rate and review your experience. For more updates on Hydra news, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Richard Tail Talk is online as well with our website, richardtailtalk.com. On the website, you can sign up for our email subscription list to get notifications on upcoming episodes, Hydro News, podcast updates, and much, much more. Finally, this is a free podcast to our listeners out there. But if you're really enjoying Richard Tail Talk and want to help us to continue to grow and expand, please donate. You can find a link to donate through PayPal on our website under the support tab. So until next time, I hope to see you at the races.